guys. Welcome to week four of the Wellbeing Content. Good evening, Jimmy. Good evening, yours. How are you doing? I'm doing good. We're uh, in an ever-changing world. We've changed again. We're, we're actually going back to school in a few weeks. Oh, even, even, even less than that. In a couple of weeks, well, probably about 10 days. So having spoken to some of my own students um, and some of our members, there's some happiness out there. There is, and I know many uh, parents of primary school kids that are extremely happy that the kids are going back to school. They might get their lives back, yes. They might. <laughs> and uh, speaking of changes, there's changes to the wellbeing uh, sessions. Yeah, we've listened to the members and their feedback, and as we've said from day one, we're here for you when we take on your uh, your your advice, I guess, and the things that you want. And and we had a, you know some poll and some um, some surveys of, of some of our members, and everyone has decided. They definitely want the podcast uh, instead of our video sessions. So what you're saying, Jimmy, is the kids would prefer to hear us and not see us. Oh, they might prefer to see you, but not me. Oh, but that's I'm, okay. I'm I can live with that. I can live with that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to go into podcast mode from now on, yeah. um, hopefully to make your lives a little bit more comfortable in being able to, to listen to us and to, to take on the messages that we're trying to um, discuss through a lot of the themes that are part of your lives at the minute. Yeah. Um, and naturally, being a podcast might make that a bit simpler. So whether you're on the on the train, if you're, you're getting back into some travel, some transport back yeah. to school, um, or doing some exercise, or just having an unwind, you get an opportunity, I guess, to, to listen rather than having to watch a couple of old guys you know, chew the fat <laughs> about a few things. So, Well, that's it, guys. And we're going to have, as we've said from day one, topics that are going to help you, uh, hopefully help you reach your full potential. Uh, and so new week, new topic. We've had motivation for a few weeks. Yes, we have. But we'll take a rest from that. Um, yeah, because it is a very crazy time to be alive. We're always uh, mentioning that. And there's been nothing like this in our lifetime. Uh, the whole world's going through it. Um, it's really hard not to hear the neg negativity associated with coronavirus and all the stories. If you turn on the TV, that's really all you're going to get at the moment. Uh, it can therefore be easy to slip into a negative mindset and not unnatural to feel emotions such as anxiety, fear and panic. There is so much uncertainty out there. Thankfully, we've got a little more certainty with going back to school, but any type of uncertainty is gonna result in stress and anxiety. It's gonna affect our ability to make good decisions. And we're gonna find ourselves operating in a pro prolonged heightened state, which is not healthy. So it's therefore more important than ever to have something to help us stay grounded and help us relax. So this week's topic, mindfulness. Uh, it's one of a number of activities that can help you feel uh, peace and help, uh, help you feel centered during this whole period and beyond. It can help you uh, and your mind come back to the here and now, as opposed to getting caught up in relation to worry about the future and worry about other things in life as well. So on top of this, regularly practicing mindfulness is a way that you become better at staying calm during times of stress in all, all areas of life, whether it be in relation to the current world situation when feeling stressed with schoolwork or during exams. It's therefore also going to lead to improved performance at school uh, as well as in life. So, you know, it's something that can help us all. Even myself and Jimmy feel stressed from time to time, Jimmy. Absolutely. Can't, can't argue. It has been a stressful couple of months, yours. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking forward to hearing about uh, you break down mindfulness because we know it's often, you know, termed as a bit of a buzz 
a buzzword or a uh, you know mm. a buzz conversation. So I'm looking forward to your interpretation, the way you want to roll this out, and when you uh, you do practice, I, I will follow your lead. Looking yeah. forward to getting getting calm and that's, getting relaxed. That's correct, Jimmy. We will be sending out a guided mindfulness meditation that you guys can uh, try out as well. But as many of you know, mindfulness relates to uh, exercises and uh, focusing on the breath. And our breath, it's a key that we have within us at all times that we can use in order to calm ourselves uh, at all times. For instance, we've all got strategies to deal with negative emotions. However, a lot of those strategies we use that help us feel better and uh, things we have in our lives, they're not always accessible. Our breath is one thing that is always accessible. You know, me and Jimmy love going to the footy. To relax and unwind. That's not always accessible right now. But it's back, Yorgs. It is back. We, may, we might oh not God. be able to go, but we will definitely be able to watch. So another another piece <laughs> of it's been a bit of a good news week. Absolutely. Your boy Dan Andrews. Oh, Dan the man. Dan the man is back. He's, he's back delivered some good books. news. He's back. <laughs> I think he's back in everybody's good books. Yeah. Well, maybe Dan was practicing some mindfulness and saw some clarity. <laughs> um, so back to mindfulness we digress but it's often defined as the uh, practice of paying attention to the present moment and doing it intentionally uh, and without judgment so it refers to the deliberate act of regulating attention through the observation of your thoughts your emotions and um, bodily sensations as well so that's a key point right there. It's the observations of thoughts and emotions. There's no judgment. No matter how negative we often perceive things to be, we train ourselves to not see them as either positive or negative, but just as they are without judgment. You know, you have a thought. You don't think that's a bad thought. You think, hey, it's a thought. When we judge our thoughts, when we judge our feelings, that exacerbates them. We perceive them as negative. That often makes them even more negative in our mind as well. So there's lots of mindfulness activities. What uh, what do you do, Jimmy, for mindfulness? Oh, look, uh, my mindfulness revolves around listening to you and your wonderful sage advice, yours, and that oh, soothing, the soothing tones. Stop it. Well, of, uh, <laughs> I've, I've got a list of mindfulness activities that are way better than that. Uh, look, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'm ha I'll ha be happy to listen, but I'm, I don't think anything's going to top your work, <laughs> my friend. Well, as we mentioned earlier, and um, I've mentioned again now, go a bit more into it. Uh, mindfulness, one mindfulness activity is that mindful, non-judgmental awareness of your breath, your body, your feelings, emotions, and your thoughts. Um, it's that typical activity that we often view as mindfulness, which we generally do when we're seated. You know, we often have that perception of the... Uh, the Buddhist person doing some meditation, which can relate to mindfulness. But, you know, these types of activities can also be done throughout the day. You know, we've got things like walking meditation, mindful eating, paying attention to what we're eating, the senses, the taste, the texture. You've got mindful body scans, which I know a lot of you would have done, you know, which we do seated or lying down, mm -hmm. um, where you uh, focus on uh, relaxing each part of the body at a time. So you can start at the top of the body, move down, can be very effective. But as mindfulness involves being in the present moment, it also involves activities which involve you utilizing your senses. Um, and in saying that, one of the best activities or most uh, highly recommended mindfulness activities in that respect is cooking. One of my faves, Yorgs. Well, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> 
Made yeah. a great omelette for my mum for Mother's Day. Did you? It was a special. Oh, I look forward to having one of these. Actually, I wasn't allowed to have a Rover, so. Um. <laughs> That's right. So you sent it by yes, some Yes, yes. Virtual good, breakfast. Good boy. Social distancing. Yes. <laughs> all right, moving on. But cooking, guys, you actually utilise all five of your senses. That's why it's a powerful activity. you got your taste, your touch, your smell, your well, the hearing, we can hear when we're cooking. Yeah. And what was the other one? Sight. Of course. So there you go. There were the five. I remember <laughs> the five. Chop the right ingredients, yours. <laughs> cleaning, guys. Uh, and I'm not just saying this. Cleaning, keeping clean space can be very uh, a bit of a mindfulness activity. And we've got that uh, famous saying, clear mind or, or clean room, clear mind, I mm-hmm. should say. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember where I heard that, but very, uh, very good saying, very true very uh, relevant um in my experience i've worked in many schools i get a lot of teenagers who see mindfulness as i guess ineffective um unrelated to their situation heard the uh, saying it's a waste of time yours it's not going to work <laughs> and it definitely won't if you see it that way give it a chance guys yeah give it a chance absolutely and you know that's all we're really asking here because it can be powerful there's actually many ways that we benefit from mindfulness and meditation practice, whether we're uh, teenagers, adults, or even kids. A lot of studies talk about the reduction of stress. So your improved ability to manage your stress, um, increased focus, increased ability to pay attention, focus and concentrate, Um, how we regulate our emotions improves. So, and this leads to a reduction in impulsiveness. We can all use help with that sometimes. You know, those times where we get agitated, angry, we don't shoot our mouth off. We're able to compose ourselves more with more regular mindfulness as well. Increased uh, emotion intelligence or emotional intelligence, I should say. Um, And this helps us to resolve conflict, increased empathy and respect, resilience. So the list goes on. A lot of people have spoken about the improved uh, creativity as well in incredible yours. yeah in relation to creative arts music more clarity in the mind um and one of my favorite sayings the most powerful wave comes from the calmest ocean and that relates to mindfulness because when we have a calm mind it's very powerful it's very effective brilliant and look what we're asking for you guys if you're if you're a little bit hesitant on on you know giving this a go i mean hearing all those benefits that the studies have shown Surely it's worth a shot to try it a couple of times and follow some some exercise mm. that York's going to set up for you later on, um, because all those all those individual points relate to exactly what you're experiencing. Year twelve, the stress levels are sort of heightened throughout year twelve. You focus the ability to concentrate to take on all that new learning, all that information. Um, your emotional regulation. I mean, these are such such powerful things mm. at any stage in life, let alone year twelve, where they're all really really super valuable to keep you to keep all the parts of your life of learning at school and the practice at home and managing your relationships and all those things that sort of keep keep gelled together um with this kind of benefit even if you're a doubter uh just have a go you know what have you lost yeah and you know if you are a doubter i encourage you to uh remain tuned in because we're going to just talk about a few other things which i hope to uh convince you to do at least just try it a few times and one of the uh, best ways of looking at mindfulness and its effect, uh, one of the best, um, I should say, 
metaphors or analogies mm -hmm. that was given to me was it it's like the drop in the bucket. So if we do it once, it's a drop in a bucket. As we know, if we drop uh, have a drop of water in a bucket, we don't really see much. But the more you do it, the more you start to see the value. So yeah, it's something that we encourage you to do for a prolonged period of time to mm -hmm. see and then judge it. Um, but what I've noticed as well, mindfulness can be a great way to teach uh, teenagers about their brains. We know that it can help your brain function more skillfully. I saw a, a great video which explained how it can do this. I, I'm going to uh, forward you the link when I send this out. It was a TED Talk by Dan uh, Siegel, I think you say his surname. And it focused on three structures of the brain. So you don't really need to know where these structures are, but um, the three structures were the brainstem, which is responsible for breathing and heart rate, among other things. The uh, limbic system or the amygdala, which is involved in emotion and memory. Um, that often comes into play when we are anxious or we've had a traumatic event as well. And also the cortex, which is responsible for thinking and self-regulation. So in the video, it shows how close the amygdala is to the prefrontal cortex. It all sounds complicated. I just want to say it uh, briefly and then I'll send the video and you can see, which is a great way of perceptualizing it. But it spoke about how mindfulness can help the thinking part of the brain process the raw emotion. So this is from the limbic system or the amygdala, as we said. So this can result also in better decision-making as a result of allowing a mindful pause, a skillful response instead of an, I guess, an impulsive reaction. Um, so mindfulness, it's like a form of training for your brains. Meditation has actually been shown to increase the gray matter in the portion of the brain responsible for self-awareness and compassion. Um, it can play a role in the neuroplasticity of the brain. So that's our experiences saying that they can actually transform our brains the way that exercise transform our bodies. So it's, it's almost a form of exercise for the mind. And we know with exercise, you know, we don't go to the gym one day and quit because we didn't come out looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, you've said that sort of throughout yeah. uh, all our well-being sessions and even in our webinars over the holidays, mm. the, the consistency of applying things regularly yeah. and gaining long-term benefits as of applying these things because often people associate the training with the physical body but you know that's something i've noticed you're saying over the last few sessions again is that consistency in doing the same thing uh, for your mental health or your brain training or whatever it is that we're working on you know you could apply just as diligently as you would to your normal sports training or musical training or whatever it is it's the same stuff it's, i guess you just don't see those benefits um tangibly like yeah. you would some of the other things and naturally for a student's association might not be as strong here and they might be a little bit impatient like well hang on yeah they're in incremental yeah so mm. long term long term we're talking about yeah yeah so as well as teaching kids about the brain it also can teach you about your own mind so for instance learning about the positive impact of mindfulness um we look at the positive impact that it can have on the mind like to explain this better there's an analogy that i want to use relating to mindfulness and this is what we refer to as a monkey mind you ever heard of that, Jimmy? I have not. I'm intrigued, Yorks. Tell me more about the monkey mind. I'll tell you more. <laughs> it kind of relates to those occasions, and we've all been there, where we're supposed to be concentrating on something. I liken it to when I used to be in class, and my mind would regularly wander to something completely unrelated, like what I was planning on doing on the weekend. And after a few minutes, you have that sudden realisation that you've been in another world, somewhere else completely, and you're like, oh, you know, and you have no idea what was spoken about. 
So quite common, I think. Yes, I think we've all been there, Yorgs. Yeah, you've been there too. Yeah, I certainly have. Yeah. Hopefully my the members aren't like that when I'm, when I'm explaining the methods yeah. content, mate. All right now. <laughs> um, and I've even the other week, I had a, a stressful week. I like to think I can generally manage stress, but I was feeling a bit more stressed than usual. Uh, I was driving somewhere. Why, why, why were you feeling? Long story, Jimmy. Long story. Okay. But... I started driving and I was driving somewhere and I ended up taking the wrong direction and ended up going somewhere where I was not supposed to be going because I was just somewhere else. Um, another example of even, you know, doing something like driving, we've got to learn to be mindful. So we can uh, all get off track. The monkey mind. The monkey mind. Going to another world. But Jimmy, I know you remember, we discussed what we called CBT, Cognitive Behaviour Therapy, a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. uh, anxiety, as we know, or any negative emotion, is created um, in our minds through our thoughts and self-talk. So our stress comes from within our mind. We know that. It comes from us ruminating on negative thoughts and negative scenarios. Like for you guys now, if you feeling nervous about an exam, you might be saying, I'm going to fail my exam. I'm not going to get in my course next year. When we practice mindfulness, we learn that most of the talk and thoughts in our head are just static. They're not reality. It's like baseless projection. So mindfulness therefore teaches you to recognize the downward spiral of your thoughts before they get out of hand. It's going to help you to recognize these baseless thoughts early on. And as soon as you recognize them, you might start labeling them as static or noise. So everyone out there listening right now, you can practice acknowledging your negative emotions such as anxiety without getting caught up in it, without ruminating. It's this rumination that's ultimately going to result in your emotions spiraling and ruining your mood. So, you know, we know that crazy rational thoughts, <coughs> they're often a natural function of the mind. Mindfulness can help us more skillfully approach and, I guess, perceive the mind, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, one of the things I wanted to leave you with uh, is a different way of kind of approaching and thinking about mindfulness. It's about how we shouldn't focus so much on the definition of mindfulness or try to conceptualise it. Don't try and define it. Doing this can actually negatively impact on the mindfulness experience. Um, so... The point I'm trying to make is that a lot of people have a particular impression of mindfulness. It's uh, almost the current buzzword, Jimmy, these is. days. Yep. Often seen as a bit of a fad and like a spiritual activity. Some people like the idea of doing it more than actually doing it. They like to <laughs> say they do it. There's a lot of things like that in life, you There are. But I'll leave that one alone. <laughs> Definitely are. <laughs> so this is actually a problem or a barrier to the ultimate point of the concept because with this in mind, mindfulness has now become a tangible concept. It's ultimately just the word mindfulness. This word and impression that it gives actually gets in the way of what mindfulness truly is, which is your experience beyond concepts. Does anyone still have takeaways these days, Jimmy? You're talking about like the old, like old the school old, Walkman? Yeah, play, stop, play, stop, rewind, stop. I think, I think the only uh, experience that... that you know, members or students might have had listened to this about a, uh, a tape play might have been the show 13 Reasons Why. Um, yes, well, that's that's a good uh, good way to uh, communicate this to the kids. That's our, our yeah, youth yeah. coming out again, yours, but we spoke enough about that last week. Well, the thing with tape plays, guys, and when we had them, because me and Jimmy had them growing up, <laughs> 
you would generally listen to the whole thing because you couldn't be bothered stopping, fast forwarding, stop, play, see where it was, stop, fast forwarding. And just, it was painful. So you would listen to the whole thing. Mindfulness is essentially the same thing as just pressing play in life without pressing either fast forward, rewind, pause. We let go of expectations and preconceived notions in all different domains of our lives. When we do this, we open up to all of the different possibilities of just what's happening right now. So we're not distracted by our thoughts of the, of the past or the future. So we maximize our experience and become completely present. So mindfulness, it actually relates to no thing. It's not a tangible thing. It's simply existing and being, and ultimately, if you practice it enough, it's, a, it's you being free of any thought. It's like the experience of wiping off your glasses and suddenly you're like, hey, now I can see clearly. Or allowing sand to settle at the bottom of a glass so that we can see through the water. So it's just pressing play, as I mentioned, just seeing right now the present moment. So what you actually see in the present moment isn't your judgment. It's not tainted by your thoughts about what you see. It's just what you see that's actually happening right then and there. So by holding on to your particular views and expectations, especially when it comes to mindfulness, you're directly blocking the perception of, or the clear perception of just what's happening right in front of you or the experience. So the ultimate message of mindfulness is to regularly kind of, I guess, empty your, empty your mind so you've got space to fill it up with the present experience. So as we said, you know, like wiping off your glasses, uh, yeah, and we can see what's happening right now in a way that we can't do if we're our minds full of thoughts. Um, so it's definitely a powerful thing. Uh, one thing I did want to end on, I said I was ending before I lied. Uh, <laughs> apps. We have um, mindfulness apps. It's rather ironic because you're always regularly going to hear me preach the value of disconnecting from electronic devices. However, I know you're still going to use your phones a lot which I know uh, is common, even amongst adults. So you may, may as well use them to your benefit. And mindfulness apps are one way that you can do this. The apps that I recommend in particular are Smiling Mind, which is a popular one. Um, they provide uh, exercises that are specifically for adolescents. There's Insight Timer, which is fantastic. Um, Insight Timer, you can pretty much look at any specific thing you're struggling with. Like, let's say, for instance, you want a program or a mindfulness activity relating to managing stress in exams, it'll have it. It'll have a whole program, like a 10-session program. That's awesome. So it's fan Yeah, it's probably my detail, favorite one. Detail yeah. specific. That's what, what's nice. Mm. Um, the other couple, which are good, stop, breathe, and think, and also take a break. So the great thing about an app is they provide that uh, verbal guidance. They help you stay focused on the meditation. You don't have to do it yourself. Um, and guys, I really honestly believe that you can benefit from incorporating mindfulness practice into your life. Uh, you guys have so much going on and uh, going through your minds at the moment, especially in the current world situation. Uh, but remember, it is, it's a dynamic and really exciting period of life as well, and especially for you guys. I want you to enjoy it. And I think mindfulness can help you do that. Thank you, Yogs. That was, um, that was really interesting. I like the, the concept of separating almost separating yourself from the experience yeah so you're almost taking your glasses off and, and removing the lens of 
you know, of your thoughts and how you perceive that particular scenario based mm. on your own experiences and judgments to just, it's almost, it sounds quite liberating. Yeah, um, that's a good way to put it, Jim. A liberating experience when you do it effectively. I'm looking forward to um, to getting into it. Yeah, but remember, I'm, and I'll, um, yeah, as I said, I'm going to send out the uh, mindfulness activity I'd like you to try and follow. Um, and there will be a word in there I just wanted to highlight as well, non-judgmental. You know, if you find your, your mind uh, going to your thoughts, don't get frustrated about it. Just acknowledge it. Um, don't judge your thoughts and come back to your breath. But, uh, yeah, we'll be doing that in the uh, activity and I hope you guys enjoy it. But we uh, want you to have a wonderful week and with the knowledge that we are going back to school. Um, we're all happy about that, aren't we, Jim? Oh, we certainly are. We certainly <laughs> everyone needs a little bit... Bit of space to breathe and, yeah, um, and human contact. Yeah, a little bit of understand physical energy, and you know it's a special thing. So we're all looking forward to embracing that, obviously from a safe distance. Um, just one question in terms of the the, the exercise that you're going to put forward for our mm. members. Yeah, is it something? How would you encourage them to to use that? Is it something that you'd say? You know, is there a certain amount of time you want to practice that in a week? Do you? It, do you have a go-to mindfulness-like exercise that you that, that you might use, or do you change it up? Like, how do you kind of build your skill set in this area? Is something that I I would imagine people would be curious about. Yeah, great question, Jimmy. Um, this is something that you definitely can use it as much as you would like to, or as little, if you don't like it. Um, but it is just uh, something to kind of start you off with that is gonna help you learn to quieten the mind. So it is that type of mindfulness activity. Ultimately, a lot of people, I guess, people that are skilled at mindfulness, don't, uh, a lot of them won't use any apps. They won't use any type of music. They may go to a park. They'll just sit in a quiet space. So you can do mindfulness without having a guided mindfulness uh, uh, activity. So this is something, I guess, that I'd like you to use just once, try it out, get you started. But look, I think it's great if you can put aside, you know, even five minutes a day to practice it. Because like any skill, guys, the more we do it, the better we get at it. And learning to quieten the mind is a skill that is just invaluable because life gets busy. And if we uh, let our thoughts take us places, it can yeah, often end up in negative places. And just the thoughts just manifest in our mind. And this is something that can help you um, manage that more effectively. Fantastic, Yorks. Thank you very much. Um, another insightful session as per always. Um, and look forward to, I'm actually going to follow you through as you go into this exercise and, and get into it myself. So, you know, we practice what we preach here. So we'll give it a go. I'm open-minded, Yorks. I'm ready, I'm ready <laughs> and willing to learn. Well, I hope you enjoyed, Jimmy. But guys, have a wonderful week. And I hope you enjoy the exercise, the mindfulness exercise. And we look forward to chatting to you again next week. Take care, guys. Have a great week. All the best.